And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park, we had ourselves a rubber match between the Marlins and the Brewers. Eliezer Hernandez went opposite of the veteran right-hander Brandon Woodruff. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Back with you here at Lone Depot Park, where this afternoon the Brewers have defeated the Marlins 7-3 in the rubber game of this three-game series. Milwaukee takes two out of three. Eliezer Hernandez started against Brandon Woodruff, and the Brewers struck first as they did in each of the three games in this series, a run in inning number one. Colton Wong led off with a walk. He was a race on Willie Adamas Fielder's choice, but then Christian Yelich reached on an error by Brian Anderson. The Marlins third baseman was over on the right side of the infield in a shift, and a Yelich ground ball got through Andy, putting Yelich on at first base and advancing Adamas to third. And after Yelich stole second, the Brewers had second and third with one out for their third baseman, Luis Arias. Here, the 0-2, and that's in the air to center field, not deep. Sanchez coming on, makes the catch. Adonis tags, might have left early. Throw to the plate, it's not going to be in time. It's one nothing. Brewers on a sack fly. The Marlins may want to look at that one. I thought he jumped. I thought he left third base early. And the Marlins are going to appeal over there, and they're going to call him safe. Well, the Marlins saw the same thing I did. They appealed over there. The call was safe. They then challenged the play, and Urias was judged to have left right on time. So it was one nothing Milwaukee in the first inning. Brandon Woodruff finished fifth in Sayang voting last year. He was struggling coming in here in 2022. He began the afternoon today with a rather inflated earned run average on the season. Woodruff threw his first six starts at a 5.97 ERA. But he struck out the side in the first, getting Sanchez, Aguilar, and Soler. In the second, Avi Garcia reached on an error by the third baseman, Willie Ad- uh, Luis Arias. Garcia reached on the E5. He would go to third base and a Brian Anderson double. So Marlins had second and third. Nobody out. Down a run in the second. Miguel Rojas a fly ball to shallow right for the first out. Runners had to hold. Brian De La Cruz fouled out to the first baseman for the second out. So the Marlins were in danger of squandering second and third with no outs. The number eight man, Eric Gonzalez, worked a walk. That was a big plate appearance, extending the inning and getting Peyton Henry to the plate. And Henry, who had been a Brewers minor leaguer before he was acquired in a deal by the Marlins, the deadline last year came up big for his new club. Bases loaded, two down, 2-2 pitch. Is lined in a right center, sinking quickly and down for a base hit. One run is in, coming around third, racing home, Anderson. It's a two-run single for Peyton Henry, the former Brewer farmhand. And the Marlins grab a 2-1 lead over Woodruff in the second. And they would extend that lead in the third. One out, nobody on, Jorge Soler. Soler on 2-0, a towering fly ball deep down the left field line. Fair or foul? It is a fair ball and a home run. Soler's done it again, number seven on the season, and it's 3-1 Marlins. It was only, by Soler's standards, only 356 feet. Each of his first six homers had been in excess of 400 feet. In fact, each of the first six had been at least 405 feet. His first six had averaged 428 feet. Among major leaguers with at least three home runs this season, only Vlad Guerrero Jr. has a longer average home run distance at 431. So that was a cheapie by Solaire standards at 356, but it was a big one nonetheless because it gave the Marlins at that point 
a 3-1 lead. Eliezer, after allowing the run in the first, pitched around hit batsman in the second, pitched around a leadoff walk in the third, pitched around a two-out double in the fourth inning. But in the fifth, with a 3-1 lead, no, he got in some serious trouble. It began with Jace Peterson, a home run out to right center field that made it a 3-2 game. Then it was back to the top of the order and Colton Wong. Colton Wong, long drive to right, way back, and we are tied at three on back-to-back homers by Peterson and Wong to begin the fifth for Milwaukee. The home run coming back to bite Eliezer Hernandez again. Willie Adamas then reached on an errant throw to first base by Miguel Rojas, and when Christian Yelich walked, Eliezer Hernandez's day was done after four innings plus and 85 pitches, 53 strikes. Lewis Head came out of the bullpen, and he inherited a bit of a mess. The Brewers had runners at first and second with nobody out. He got Luis Arias to fly to right for the first out, then pitched to Rowdy Telez. Telez line drive to left. That's going to give Milwaukee the lead. In from third base, Brasso. Throw back behind Yelich at second. He hurries back to the bag. So Telez, who had been one for nine with four Ks in the series, singles to left, and it's 4-3. The Brewers go on top. And two batters later... Omar Narvaez delivered from Milwaukee. There's a line drive into right, a hit for Omar Narvaez. Around third, coming toward the plate, Yelich, and the throw going to third base, 5-3 Milwaukee. Narvaez, his second hit of the day. Able to close the book in Eliezer Hernandez at that point. Eliezer today, four innings plus. Three hits, five runs, two earned. He walked three, struck out two, 85 pitches. 53 strikes. Lewis Head got the Marlins out of the fifth inning. Tanner Scott worked the sixth. A couple of walks, but no runs allowed. Chalked up a K. Then Tommy Nance came on to start the seventh. Nance, whose first two appearances of Marlin, one last night against the Brewers, the other in Phoenix in the last road trip, had been very impressive in this game. Trailing 5-3, to three, the first batter he faced was Rowdy Telez. The Owen to Telez is in the air right center. Hit it well. Sanchez back onto the track, and Telez has hit one out, and now it's 6-3 Brewers. Telez, his eighth home run of the season for the Brewers. They're third in the game. Milwaukee's now hit 49 on the season. At the start of the day, they were third in Major League Baseball, first in the National League in home runs. The Angels and Yankees both hit 48 heading into play today. The Brewers now at 49 with their three in this game. Nance would come back to retire the next three. Cole Solcer in the eighth inning struck out the first man, Jace Peterson, but Colton Wong singled. Wong was on base all five times in this game. He had a single, a homer, three walks, stole two bases, scored two runs, had an RBI. He would stay at second. He stole second base. He'd stay at second on an infield hit by Mike Brasso into the hole at shortstop, a ball that Miggy handled, but couldn't make a play on Brasso on, and Wong had to stay at second base. So with one out, the Brewers had two men aboard. Christian Yelich struck out. Yelich 0 for 3 in this game, couple of walks. Goes 2 for 11 with five strikeouts on the weekend. But at that point, Solcer was not yet out of the inning. Still had two men on with two outs for Luis Arias. Michael Perez walk. Line drive, center field off Arias's bat in for a hit. They're going to wave Wong around third, racing home, throws high, and he slides in safely under the tag from Henry. Now they got the man caught off at first base. Henry fires down to Gonzalez, and they get the out. 2-4 after the RBI single, Urias is erased. That's a good play by Henry to get Miami out of this inning, but not before 
Wong crosses the plate and extends the lead. It is 7-3 Brewers as we head to the bottom of the eighth. And 7-3 is how this one would end. After the start of Woodruff went the first five. Five hits, three runs, one earned, two walks, six Ks, and a homer. 94 pitches, 58 strikes. How about Aaron Ashby? He wound up going the final four. And the only man who reached against him was Brian Anderson on a strikeout wild pitch in the eighth inning. He did not allow a hit, did not allow a walk. Ashby in his four innings struck out eight. And he earns a four-inning save here today as the Brewers shut the Marlins down 7-3 the final. For Milwaukee, seven runs, nine hits, and an error. Nine men left. For Miami, three runs, five hits, two errors. Marlins strand six. Brandon Woodruff, the winner, four and two. Eliezer Hernandez drops to two and three with the loss. Aaron Ashby, his first big league save. Time of the game, three hours, 33 minutes. The Brewers with the victory remain atop the National League Central. They're 22 and 13. They started the day two and a half games in front of the Cardinals. Milwaukee now 12 and nine on the road after a four and five road trip. They're headed home for the next six against the Braves and the Nationals, and they're 10 and four in Milwaukee this year. As for the Marlins, who have now lost 11 of 14, Miami drops to 15 and 19 on the season. The Marlins are 7 and 9 here at Lone Depot Park, where they will remain for the next week. They've got three against the Nationals starting tomorrow night. Then after day off Thursday, they'll play three against the Braves next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the Marlins fall to the Brewers. Before we hear from Don Manning, and we let's step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from the seventh-year skipper, Don Mattingly, after the Marlins lost to the Brewers yesterday. We got three walks, the two home runs, and the two only earned runs. How would you assess his outing tonight? Billy Eiser probably should have went into the fifth with a zero, right? Um, and then give, I thought he pitched really well, kind of battling all day. Uh, and then the two homers, it looked like he just kind of, kind of got to that point. He was getting towards the end of his pitch count. And so really pretty good if, if we come in and get some outs you don't give up the extra runs but for the most part he gives up two uh or zero going into the fifth and then the two homers anything in particular that you're seeing with those home runs with him is it is he pitching a little timid in those spots is it just missed pitches i mean i'm probably the wrong guy to ask but i mean usually when you throw the ball in, in bad spots and you know like the ball to jace looks like it was a change up that just stayed up uh you know obviously we know he he hits the change up up, but if you get it down, it's a good pitch. So it's like you got to hit spots. Um, and, you know, and same with, with Wong. Luzardo placed on the IL earlier today. Obviously, he's been really good for you guys. What's kind of the level of concern with his injury? Uh, not a lot, uh, honestly. Uh, with the off days, um, being careful, I think his spot only comes up like one time before he's eligible to come back off. I uh, just looked at it like we're going to take the extra body, be careful with him, um, but feel feel pretty good. Yeah, with those, I was say there's three off days, Thursday and then the two the week after. Is that um, will you guys maybe try to maximize maybe using guys like maybe Sandy tomorrow or like you still? Could, yeah, Sandy's pitching tomorrow. I don't know what. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what we that's how we had lined up. Okay. Uh, just is that something that uh, will everyone else stay online? Then will Tuesday be? Tuesday would be a spot start. Okay. Uh, for Cooper, because I guess you know, last night is that sort of layman was brought up just in case you know, to have a, another guy on the bench. What was sort of like, recalling? 
Lay one. Lay one's a you know just kind of like I, I said extra body for for Lazardo. Uh, we thought that it wasn't for Coop. Coop's fine. He would have hit today. Uh, it was really more about. We felt like we could use that left-handed bat in some different spots over the next few days, uh, and if we needed to do something pitching wise, we could do that whenever we needed to. Curious with Eliezer, I was looking at his obviously some of the numbers, just ERA, wasn't that? But like his advanced metrics are pretty good. Where do you see maybe the discrepancy where like you know he's missing, you know like a sweet spot stuff is better this than that exit velo, but you know some of the numbers, you know ERA or the runs louder. Yeah, no, I mean he is. I mean we're not going to sit here and say he's been great. <clears throat> we know we know that, but we feel like he's been getting better. We thought the start in Arizona was better. Uh, today early, he's good. We make the we get the double play ball early, or even get it out there. He doesn't give up a run in the first, and he's through four with his with, with no runs given up, right? With a with three run lead at that point. So you know, but so we feel like he's getting better, and and we know what he's capable of. So you know, and we just keep working. We keep trying to get better. That's with everybody. I mean, we went through a little bit of period with Trevor that there was the. All the red lights were going off about Trevor, and, and now we're seeing him continue to work, continue to get better, and now nobody's talking about it anymore. And and we feel like Eliezer's kind of in that same boat. He's getting better. Uh, and if it, we get we get consistently just continue this, then then, then that noise stops too. Uh, Peyton Henry, I guess, hits in four of his last five starts. You know, he's starting to he's pick it up a bit. Just talk about the – Difficulty, I guess, for him. He's, you know, very limited experience, big leagues, and he's kind of only playing, you know, once every however many days as, you know, backup person. Yeah, it's not a, it's not the, you know, obviously it's not conducive to being your best offensive self uh, when you're not getting consistent at bats. Um, but he's made some adjust adjustments as far as, you know, his work. You know, early on, a lot of big swings and BP and long, and, and you got it. You it's hard to do that and be, you know, have any kind of chance uh, at game day. You know, at 96 and 97, you got to keep everything short so it gives yourself a chance. I think he's made a nice adjustment with that, um, and and he's did a you know so he's he's getting his hits right. He's starting to get ahead. He's walking. He's been part of it, and and he does a nice job behind the plate. So he's kind of. For that role, he's he's doing a nice job. You mentioned the other day you like the quality of his at bats lately. Do you sense a little frustration with Jesus Sanchez maybe not getting the results now? Well, today was you know obviously not very good. So yeah, that's it's a little over the over the tipping point you know with those at bats today. So um, you know we'll look at what we do with him as far as you know giving him a breather or whatever just so he can go to work without having to try to get out there. Uh, we've been trying to let him fight through it, so we'll, you know we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. We talked about it a little bit during the game as as the game progressed. We've seen the frustration. That Tuesday spot start would it be someone already on the roster like Poteet, or would you prefer to keep him like long relief role? Or? It depends. It, you know we we've talked about um, number one. We haven't talked to the player yet, so it's like I, it's hard for me to come out here and say who we're going to start when they don't know. <laughs> Okay, so that was Don Mattingly after the Marlins' defeat the hands of the Brewers yesterday afternoon. Miami now 15-19. and 19. The Brewers are 22-13. and 13. 
The Marlins send Sandy Alcantara to the mound tonight. No Jesus Lazardo. He's been stuck on the shelf. He's got a bit of a left forearm issue. There's not a whole ton of concern. Um, and with the upcoming off days, he may truly only have to miss about a a turn through the rotation, but we'll keep you posted on that front. Anyway, the Washington Nationals are in town tonight. Alcantara goes opposite of Aaron Sanchez. It's the 641st pitch, 610 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.